one. Welcome to Unqualified Sports, where the unqualified athlete has the most qualified opinions. Again, the second episode of 2020. We back, me and Shy, you know, yeah. a qualified arrow in the building, a qualified shot in the building. What's going on with you, my brother? How you been? Man, my new, this is my new man, TJ Shotty, man. I'm locked <laughs> in, bro. I'm, I'm locked in, dog. Let's, let's do this. I'm ready to do this stuff, bro. All right, cool. I'm fucking Look, I mean, hey, uh, like you say, we you you locked in, I'm locked in with you, bro. Like, I mean, they got a lot of stuff going on. So, like, again... Like the last episode, I'm just so glad sports back, man. So we, you know, we're going to jump right into this uh, NBA bubble, uh, you know, and what they got going on. So, I mean, it's got a lot of, it's got a lot of news. It said they only played maybe three, four games. It's a lot of news coming out the NBA. I mean, I don't even know where to start. If we should go with the Lakers, if we should go with, like, uh, MJ, I mean, TJ Warren. I mean, we got, we got, we got don't, dis- don't disrespect people comparing him to Michael Jordan. <laughs> don't I mean, disrespect people bro. We got Devin Booker hitting game winners. Melo then showed up. Out of I mean, so I mean, look, let's just get let's just get to it where it need to be. I mean, we gonna go with LeBron and AD of the Lakers, or should we say AD and LeBron? Because AD been balling in these last three yeah. games. Uh, so, yeah. so. I mean, AD like you was me and you was discussing. AD hit a game winner over the uh, over two time defending uh, defensive player of the year, uh, Rudy Gobert. Right. I don't know, maybe it's that Corona what, early what? in the year why his defense ain't up to I call. was about to say that. that that's karma. He the whole reason they in the bubble. <laughs> so, so with that, they end up um, clinching the number one seed. So what you know, as you know, since we both Lakers fans, you know. You know, how you feeling about that, bro? We're not. One thing because of Corona passed, I forgot, dog. You're not a Lakers fan, okay? Don't try to fucking get on the wings. Oh, I said that. Okay. It's all right, bro. It's all don't right. try to get on the wings. Don't try to get on the wings, bro. You can't. We don't have space for you. You're, like, not on the bandwagon, but you're in the car behind the bandwagon. Like, you're right up. Look. But you can't, you can't quite get on. Get up. What I'm telling you is... Whatever team, whatever, if if that means I'm in the funeral line, I'm in one of them cars in the funeral line with my with my hat or something, I'm, we still going to the same destination. That's all I'm telling you. We going, we all going to the same place. So I'm not worried. I'm not worried. Say what you want. Anyway, I asked you a question. So how you feeling about the Lakers being number one and like what you thinking their chances are as as far as you know them clinching that number one seed in the playoffs. Um, I, I think it's, it's long overdue. It's been a long time since the Lakers been number one team. It's been a long time since the Lakers been in the playoffs. And I seen a Kyle Kuzma quote saying, this was for all the people that was there during the losing of the season. I'm like, yeah, I remember that. You know, it was, it was just, I remember that too. we haven't been in the playoffs since Kobe. Yeah, but you wasn't here. You was only here for one of them with LeBron. He was only here for one of them losing seasons. He wasn't here through the pain, the suffering, when we were sending out D'Angelo Russell and Jordan Clarkson and all these losers. But it's long overdue, man. Uh, the Lakers returning back to prominence. The mission is not complete, but we're off to a good start. Hopefully, by the time playoff time comes, we'll be, we'll be playing against probably the Pelicans or Portland. Because Memphis currently had an eight seed, but his second best player, Jaron Jackson, 
to his ACL or to his meniscus, I believe. Uh, and he's done for the year. So, unfortunately, Memphis is more than likely, unless John Moran becomes Superman and roll him into the playoffs, they're likely going to lose their AC. And it's going to go to either the Pelicans or the Portland Trailblazers. Who will get to later when we talk about Carmelo? Right, right. So... I'm, I'm going to kind of throw this, you know, bump this up a little bit since we kind of talking about seeding and stuff like that. Um, how you feeling about, like, any other teams in the mix of of what's going on? Like, are they in it? Like, I know, you know, we both believe the Lakers going to win a championship. We kind of both been on that bandwagon. Only real competition we know is who we know. But, like, do you feel like anybody else is emerging into a space where they can be contenders or actually knock, like, one of these top two teams off? Um, throughout the year, I always was feeling like it was a three-team race. It was between the Lakers, the Clippers, and the Bucks on the east side over there. But the Bucks team to me have taken a step back since this bubble has started. But Eric Bledsoe haven't been playing either. So you know, I know that's a big piece of what they like to do. And he hasn't been playing, but the Bucks have lost a couple games since the bubble started. I believe they're one and two so far. And they're not looking like themselves. Houston has been playing okay. I just don't. With that six foot eight is the tallest man in the starting lineup, and I just don't see that working against the Lakers. Uh, the Clippers, the Clippers are the Clippers, man. We beat them opening night when the bubble started, and that was a, a stressful, stressful game. Ryan struggled, probably due to rust more than anything, but he played spectacular defense. There was a couple plays where he locked Kawhi up. There's actually a meme going around with Kawhi dribbling the ball, and LeBron got this stale face standing right in front of him. So, and, uh, LeBron like Kawhi, what, that's breaking news, huh? That nobody ever talk about that, that he, he even capable of doing that. So, that's just crazy. Yeah, and, you know, go back to the last play before, the, like, the second the second quarter ended. And Kawhi, I told LeBron, trying to get a bucket to send him in the half. Uh, and he did a bunch of moves. LeBron didn't go nowhere. Why ended it with a fadeaway that LeBron partially blocked and hit the side of the backboard. And it was a couple plays down the stretch in the fourth quarter. Matter of fact, the game was in a shot. Then Paul Judge ended up taking a three. LeBron was on Kawhi and made Kawhi give the ball up to Paul George. Kawhi wanted it back, but Paul George wasn't giving that ball up. And Paul George took the game on the three and missed it. So LeBron's been playing oh, great defense right. since his bubble started. The, the the Paul George missing the game winning three? That's not about right. Remember yeah, he made Paul his... George is a person. What'd you what say? You what you were saying? Oh, and yeah, Paul George, he would make uh, all kind of impossible shots down the stretch to get you to that situation. And then when that situation comes, he can't make a free throw or he can't make a wide open jumper. I don't know what it is about those last second Paul George moments, but he seemed to disappear. What what was that? Uh, was that two years ago when Paul George hit his first game winning shot in his NBA career? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, we talked about it up here. I believe. We I did. believe we talked about it on this show. We definitely did. We definitely did discuss that. So that's you know that's just crazy. So I don't know why they expect him to make the, the last second shots. I don't know. He haven't made many. Uh, but Jimmy Butler hit a few. Right. They'll catch that later. Yeah. Oh yeah. They they will catch that later. Tyron, shout out to my, shout out to my dog Tyron. We're gonna definitely discuss that. But uh, but so yeah, so I, I look, I agree with you. You know, like the Lakers, 
you know, I feel like they, you know, they, they just gonna hold that, that solid spot. I mean, you know, one thing I have to, I, I feel like I gotta say this, cause ain't nobody else gonna say it, especially not on this podcast, unless they're a LeBron fan like me. Everybody was talking about LeBron can't go to the West and dominate or be the number one seed because he was playing against the measly East when he was in the East. And nothing, it's so easy for him to get the number one seed. Don't get me wrong. He with a, he got an awesome teammate. He had an awesome teammate in uh, Cleveland. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to compare uh, Kyrie to AD. I know they're two different animals or whatever. But LeBron still is... He's still the top of his game. This is year 17. This ain't like year 8, you know. So. It's, it's unbelievable, bro. <laughs> so, I mean. Unbelievable. I've never seen nothing like this. I mean, the dude, the dude the beast. Nobody. But I will say, um, we were talking about this, too. And you was talking about how the Bucks haven't. Um, they only won one game. I think the Clippers might only won one game um, out of the three. Or whatever, because they lost really? to the Suns. We'll get into that in a second. But before we get into that, speaking on the Bucks, like you, we was talking about like the communication between players. So supposedly, Baton Rouge's own Gary Temple hit the game winner against the Bucks. He was a Nets player. Jamal Crawford tried to come back and he pulled his hamstring in the fourth quarter. So hopefully he have a speedy recovery. But Gary Temple hit the game winner. When Gary Temple, when they interviewed him, he said we had a discussion with some of the Rockets players. I want to say he talked talk to either Russ or Harden or both about how to beat the Bucks. So that brought up your question or uh, your comment about the communication between the players. Because they all in one yeah. space or whatever. So what you know? What's your thoughts on that? Like, how you think this gonna affect how things go? Well, an interesting dynamic of it is, and I don't know if a lot of people even took this into consideration, is that sometimes this bubble with a lot less distractions. You're probably worried about family members and, and things like that that's going on back home. But as far as the hanging out lane the partying, the clubbing, you know, different things that would distract you. That doesn't go on. So these players are seeing each other a lot more than they ever were. You know, players going to other players' hotels, playing video games. They're doing all kinds of things to just pass time when they're not practicing on team meetings. So these type of conversations is going to come up. Because who knows? I mean, Gary Temple or a couple of those Mets players are probably friends with Harden and Russell Westbrook. So, right. you know, in a casual conversation, we may be just hanging out. I may ask you, bro, how do you stop the buck? You know, uh, we got this team coming up. What you think? And to me, the, 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 the formula for stopping the buck is, is not nothing real sophisticated. You pretty much let Giannis get him. And you just limit everybody else. They don't have the type of players that can really create on their own. The second best player is Chris Middleton, who's a two-time all-star. I say that in quotation. But we know Chris Middleton is not, you know, the second option on a championship caliber team. Let's be for real here. You know, every other team that's in contention, second star is way better than Chris Middleton. Like, Lakers have LeBron and Anthony Davis. You know what I'm the Clippers have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. The Rockets have Russell Westbrook and James Harden. Like Middleton is not in the conversation with none of these players that we just named. Right. So 
what you do is you lay down and do him. You can't really do nothing about that anyway, but you just limit it the people around him. And if they're missing shots, then the Bucks really have no chance to beat. So it's essentially like the old way you used to stop LeBron. Exactly. Same thing. No difference. <laughs> it's just LeBron. LeBron's just so much better at getting his teammates involved than Giannis is because he's so much of a better passer and he just read the game a lot better. So it's more difficult. It was more difficult to stop LeBron back then. Right. But Giannis, he just he just ferocious in getting hit, getting his rebounds, getting his points. He's going to do that. Right, right. So LeBron is going to get his and get help, you know, JR get his, you know, uh, help. Even when he, back when he had Booby Gibson and Mo Williams, like, LeBron was literally playing with trash and getting them to the playoffs and to the finals. So, you know, that's the difference. Yeah, I mean, that's true. I mean, you know, not no knock against Giannis. Uh, he not LeBron. He's Giannis. But he is Giannis. Like, that's... That's one thing, like, you, you, mm-hmm. you got to give him. He's Giannis. And nothing else is like Giannis either. So, I get it. You know what I'm saying? Um, but it seems like right now, it's nothing else like T.J. Warren. <laughs> averaging 39.7 a game in the last three. Actually tied for the best average. He's tied for the best average in Pacers history over a three-game span. I want to say he scored 119 points. And I think it's only been two other players in NBA history that did that in three games. And I want to say it was like Kevin Durant and somebody else. I forget exactly who the other player was. Like, so he on a he on a high list with some really esteemed names, I guess, in a sense. I guess Jermaine O'Neal is esteemed name in Pacers lore or whatever. But, uh, yeah. but either way, he on a tear right now. I mean, like you say, people comparing him to MJ. You know, people are comparing him to LeBron, you know, T.J. Warren. And, like, I, you know, what you, how you feeling about him? Because you actually brought him up to me, and I, I didn't even realize this dude was balling like that right now. T.J. Warren, man, M.J. Warren, uh, T.J. James, whatever you want to call him, man, right now. <laughs> the, boy is, the, the boy is on the dog. Like, I don't, and, and, bro, if you look at the highlights and, the way he's playing, he's making difficult shots. I believe you brought up his field goal percentage in the pre-production meeting. I don't remember what you said in the shoot, like 65, 64? 65, 65% yeah. on the field, man. Do you know how tough that is in the NBA? Yeah. Like, just last night he shot 12 for 16. I believe it had 34 points, 32 points. Like, he is ridiculous. And he's efficient at it. He's not ball hogging to get these stats. He's playing within the system. And he is filling it up. Victor Oladipo, who? Malcolm Brogdon, who? It's TJ Warren show, bro. That's it's the TJ Warren show. That's crazy. Hey, who would have thought it, right? Nobody. Nobody. So, so that bring me into... That bring me into, like, I guess if they was to have a bubble MVP. I wonder if the bubble MVP kind of, like, trumps the, the season MVP. It shouldn't, but it seemed like that's how people are talking. So if they had a bubble MVP, right. is he the is he the, the, the head person, the, the lead, the front runner? Yeah, I don't even think it's no debate. I don't even think it's no debate right now at this point. What are you doing? He is playing phenomenal. Uh, you definitely have to put AD in there. And you definitely have to put Devin Booker in there. Like, okay. they, those three guys right now are just playing at a different level. I never thought TJ Horn would be in that conversation. But, man, this bubble has 
it, it brings you in a different type of zone. Like I said, there's no distractions. You're able to really just play. Like, it's like a pickup game. And I bet KJ Warren probably for his whole career is giving people work in the YMCA. I'm like, why well, I can't play like this in, in the NBA? And then look. Now look. We're playing pickup games in the NBA now. He's he getting it off. He's getting it all, dog. Dog, this man, this man is so disrespectful, dog. But look, <laughs> I, agree, I, I, I agree with you as far as it being a surprise. And he probably did get some people some work in, uh, in, in YMCA League games and stuff like that. Uh, probably probably on his intramural uh, college basketball team, even though he played <laughs> even though he played on the real team. He really had to show him that he was about something on his intramural team. But anyway, right. anyway Devin Booker. Devin Booker made a game-winning shot last night. One of the most interesting game-winning shots I've seen because, and as much as I knock Paul George, and Paul George, he is victimized for game winners getting shot over him and being made. It's just, he get, he, he is a victim. And I, and I feel sorry for him because it's just bad. I, he, he is. He is a victim. So I'm, I am not victim-shaming, okay? I'm not victim-shaming. I know it's a sensitive world we live in. I'm not victim-shaming. But... When Devin Booker hit this first off, let's just let's just get back on Kawhi for one second. Kawhi, if it was just Kawhi guarding Devin Booker, we don't know where Kawhi Kawhi would have been sitting in the digital stands, okay? Because Kawhi was all all lost somewhere. He pumped faked him all out the way. He was gone. But Paul George was playing some of the best defense you could play on that type of shot on a pump fake turn into a fadeaway shot. The craziest thing about this shot to me was Devin Booker had the wherewithal, not even looking at this man. Like, he looking at the goal. He not even looking at Paul George. But he got the wherewithal to right before he releases the ball, he slightly takes his off hand, his guide hand, and pushes Paul George's hand down and releases. And made it. Like <laughs> That is insane. That is insane. He made it. Like... You know what's crazy about that shot, though? Yeah, arguably the two best wing defenders in the NBA on him. And he found a way to get that shot off. And it was perfect. Like, it didn't, it wasn't a luck shot. It didn't bounce all around the rim. It was dead on all night, bro. Like, that was so disrespectful. His shot was blocked. <laughs> it was at least tipped. It would have been altered. Like it would have been like Paul George played some awesome defense. So that's why I don't want to take that away from him. He played the best defense that he could play. Like it was just better offense. And that's just the type of player Devin Booker is. You know, people people starting to which to me after he put up eight um what he what he almost put up eighty points? Something like that. I'm like, this dude different. Yeah. You put up 70 points in a game, you different. In an NBA game, you different. I'm, it just ain't. Yeah, you different. You different for sure. If he had 35 that game, he had, he had eight assists, four rebounds, he had six threes, 
Like, Devin Booker literally can score from anywhere on the court. And if you watch how tough, so he started off at the top of the key, kind of went toward the lane, run, dribble back out the paint, in fake Kawhi, run into Paul George, and stayed it and shot that. I think Kobe picked that shot a lot. Like, Kobe made that shot a lot in his career. That, that pump fake spin and fade, that is a ridiculously hard shot to make, bro. Like, ridiculously hard. It's hard to make it in a gym by yourself, like just practicing. Right. Right. He's doing better with the game on the line with two of the best defenders in the world on. Like, that's, what? That's ridiculous, bro. Like, that's that's ridiculous. And that's why I say, bro, that's one of the most interesting game winners I've ever seen. And it's like, it just, the difficulty of the shot, the the web, just to me, just the, the standout point to me is the wherewithal to say, you know what, his hand is close enough to this ball or he going to block it. Let me move it. <laughs> I'm going to move it and still release this thing. And then nothing but net. I'm talking about spot on. I mean. And all this he's saying, it happened, it happened in a matter of like three seconds. Like this is all that went through his head. He's processing all this in seconds. Oh, that's crazy. Like, and he did this, bro. That's really, like, you know how crazy that is, bro? Like, Devin Booker is a kind of different. And, to give his team credit, they 3-0 in the bubble. Mm. Haven't lost yet in the bubble. Mm. Yep. Team, team Devin Booker. was 3-0 in the bubble. Shout out to Devin Booker. So, you know. Shout this, out to Devin Booker, man. This ain't normally the type of shout out I like to necessarily give to this particular person. You know. Oh, let's get it. But I'm going to bring it up and get a man. I'm going to get a man of flowers while he here. Because like I said, on the way to that funeral, I'm in the line. So long, I'm on. The, I'm in the Lakers line. You know what I'm saying? That's all I'm saying. So anyway, uh, Carmelo Anthony, man, he had a game winning three last night. And, uh, you know, a lot of people were surprised. I'm, I, I, honestly, I'm not surprised. No. It's Carmelo Anthony. A lot Anthony. of people weren't surprised. We weren't surprised, baby. We knew he could do it, baby. I've been telling y'all on this podcast for over a year. Melo was ready, man. Melo was ready. We saw y'all, bro. We saw y'all. My man only had 15 and 11. But still. That's actually good. He killed the game. He killed the game. He killed the game, bro. Melo, Melo ready, man. Melo ready. The, the, the Portland needed that third score and you know, Dane's going to be Dane. Susan McCullum's going to be Susan McCullum. If Melo can step in and get in consistent production, they're going to be a scary team, man. And like we were talking about earlier, that AC, it might be a little tough out, man, in that first round. I mean, we're going to get them out of here. But right. They, they, they might make us play a little harder than we would have to if we were playing, you know, Memphis or even the Pelicans. Well, luckily... Luckily, Paul George and them ain't got to play them in the first round. If they end up, they hope they better hope they don't get them, cause Dame, oh Dame got something against Paul George and Russell Westbrook. So, um, last, last time I seen was Dame and Paul George on the together, he was waving by, <laughs> he was waving by, walking off the court. I mean, so, so hopefully they don't have to play him. But but shout out to Dame though on some stuff because one one thing I like about him, like. He like he stand on what he believe in, right? In 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 all kind of ways or whatever. So like like he even you know, they interview him after the game and he just was like he was like, you know, it's kinda of disrespectful that people are surprised that a Hall of Famer hit a game winning shot. He was like, This is 
He said, "This is our expectation of him." He said, "We don't, we don't expect." Right. We, Nobody was surprised. Exactly. On him, as far as the team. Right, right. They was like, you know, he was like, man, we're not surprised at this. He said it's actually disrespectful that people should uh, are surprised that this man hit a game winning shot. He's a Hall of Famer. Like, like basically almost yeah. like, what are we talking about? Like, what are we talking about? Like that. And as much as I have to say about Carmelo Anthony, because we know I say a lot about Carmelo Anthony, not in a great light. I'm thinking the same thing. Yeah. Like, it's Carmelo Anthony. Dog. At the end of the day, he's still Carmelo Anthony. I ain't gonna never think he can't hit a right. game winning shot. Like the man yeah. scored a ball. Like you don't forget. Right, he's been a scorer his whole career. You don't yeah. forget how to score. Exactly. So I'm like, you know, I wouldn't. Nah, he wouldn't be my first option. But like Dane say, we put him in positions because we know he can make them shots. So we put him in a position to, to take that to take that shot. You know, it ain't always just for Dame and, and CJ. Who I would prefer Dame or CJ over Melo at this point in their careers, but as far as last shots, but I mean, hey, he could still make that. So I mean, and he, I mean, that's what you want on the court, though. You want you want people that's capable of making a shot. Like if I'm gonna be honest, even a player like well, you know, I'm, we make jokes about this player all the time because. Like everything he do off the court, and even some of the stupid stuff he do on the court. But I'm not mad at LeBron making a right basketball play if he has a wide open J.R. Smith on the wing and he makes that pass. I'm expecting J.R. Smith to make the shot. Like I'm not. He makes shots for a living. Like that's what he do. And he's wide open. I'm not mad if LeBron kicks it to J.R. Smith. Just like how Damian Lillard, uh, people come kick it to Melo. I'm expecting that shot to be made, especially if you're a person that makes shots for your whole career. Right, right, yeah. So I, I agree with Jr. Henney. Jr. Henney back on the on with the Lakers, huh? Yeah, man. Jr. Smith been playing pretty good, man. Shooting the ball well. Deion Waiters is playing surprisingly good. He's pretty much like the backup point guard. Right. With Rondo being out, you know, Rondo's still out. So. They bring. Deion Waiters and Jr. Smith, man. I never thought I would see them two on the court together. They're actually playing pretty good together. It's just funny to see it. Yeah, speaking of yeah, Henny, I rock with it, man. Speaking of Henny and sipping stuff, we're gonna shout out so sassy sips, man, for this uh beautiful hey. cup. That she oh, gave me. Cup? Yeah, it's a be- it's a, such a beautiful cup. She did such a wonderful job on this cup, man. So look, if y'all want to get y'all some some merch, some nice little you know support your team or whatever custom customized cup she. She a beast with these things, man. So, look, if y'all want to get y'all one, shout out to So Sassy Sips, man. Go follow on IG. See all her, her great work, you know, especially that Cowboys Cup that she made. I mean, oh, she did Lord. such an awesome Aye. job. Like, it's just ridiculous how good she did. Uh, but speaking of football, that's you know, that's just my transition into football or whatever. Because, you know, we basically discussed everything we got to about the uh, NBA. But NFL, the training camp started. So I know you got, yeah. you know, you know, you the inside man. It's funny how you started off as a uh, basketball expert, but then you became like the NFL insider. Like, it's, it's just crazy. Like, you just do it all, you know? That is funny. That, that, is, that is funny. That is funny. I'm trying to, I'm trying to earn my due, man. I'm trying to pay my cash. Like, I mean, you just you just do it all, bro. So, uh, so what's so what so what we got going on with this uh with this training camp on uh, NFL starting up and stuff like that. Uh, well, you know, I talked to my insider and training camp is 
in full swing out there in L.A. and around the rest of the league as well. You know, different teams, they still pretty much getting through this COVID testing and seeing what players, you know, is not uh, infected with the virus. And if you are infected with the virus, they're sending you back home mm-hmm. to quarantine for 10 days. And then you're coming back out and you're getting tested. And if, you know, you're good after your positive test, then you, you're able to rejoin your teammates. Uh, I think Matt Stafford just came off the uh, list. He made Gardner Minshew. It was the only two NFL starting quarterbacks that tested positive. But now they are back with their team and they're back to playing. It's, it's a couple people, and the big deal really is this opt-out thing. With the deadline being tomorrow, when y'all see this, maybe today, it's August 4th, though. Yeah, August 5th, I believe. Mm-hmm. Wait, what's tomorrow? Tomorrow what's the 6th. The 4th or the 5th? Tomorrow the 6th, today the 5th. That's when it is. Okay, so it's the 6th. The deadline is the 6th. So anybody that wants to opt out, you have to do it by the 6th. If you opt out and you have um, extreme conditions, if you're at a high risk for some type of illness, then you get paid a $300,000 stipend when you opt out. If you're not at no risk at all, but you decide to opt out anyway because of personal reasons, then you get paid a hundred thousand dollars stipend, and the next year you'll resume your normal contract duties and fulfill that obligation for the team. Okay, okay. I know they got a you know a couple of prominent names. Um, a lot seem like a lot from the Patriots, but I ain't gonna list all the Patriots players. But you got like Dante Hightower, Patrick Chung, Travis Benjamin, C.J. Mosley. He just got paid a whole bunch uh, not that long ago. Dang- a whole bunch of money to go to the Jets. Right, uh, Nate Solder and stuff like that. So you got a lot of players, and that's just only six people. I mean, yeah. you got a lot more than that that's uh, actually that yeah. actually have uh, opted out. And uh, so the stipulation of opting out is three hundred thousand if you are high risk, and a hundred thousand if you're not. If you decide to opt out, right for the year. Correct. Okay. So I, I don't know. I get. I guess if you know if, if that's your choice, it's nothing against it. I mean, you know what's going on. I I can understand that in some in some rights. But you got players like um, like OBJ who actually spoke out about this, them just canceling the entire season. Or whatever. So yeah. now, before, like you know, initially when people responded to it, they were like, you know, you know, kind of was giving him, you know, uh, the third degree about it or whatever, you know, based on what what he was saying. But then they say, then they had a report come out that he actually the one of the reasons that that he said that two weeks prior to when it actually came out, and that was before he seen how safe, quote unquote, the Cleveland Browns facility was. So you, you know, I'm calling BS on that. What? How you feel about his statements? Man, Odell, Odell did a lot in that interview, talking about the owners and how the owners don't care about the players. He spoke about a couple of different topics, and I think somebody got to him and got in his ear and was like, "Yeah, man, you need to take that back. Like, you need to uh, go back on your words, or you need to make a statement, clearing up." this whole situation, and that's why you got him going back and saying, oh, well, it's real safe here. Now that I actually see the way it's set up and everything like that, I think that's BS. And I think if Odell really wanted to make a statement and he really felt the way he really felt, he should have opted out. 
Right. It's not going to be taken seriously until someone gives a statement like that and backs it up by opting out. Saying, no, this ain't safe. This ain't right. We shouldn't be playing. If you really feel that passionate about it, then opt out. You can't make those type of statements and then go line up and put your helmet on and go play. Like, it don't make sense. It's a walking contradiction. It's two, two, two things come to mind. Two, uh, two phrases come to mind. Money talk, bullshit walk, and don't let your alligator mouth write a check that your hummingbird ass can't cash. Like, that's, that's the two things that come to my head. Because, because it's like, one, let's just be honest. You're not about to take 300 grand when you're probably going to make close to 20. You're not doing it. Like, that don't make sense. I'm, I mean, look, I just got a regular job. I got a regular job. If I'm not gonna mm-hmm. give, if if they gonna tell me at my regular job that we gonna give you minimum wage to sit out for, if I had a season to sit out for, right, whatever for the year, we gonna just yeah. pay you minimum wage instead of paying me what my pay is. I'm gonna go to work. You know what I'm saying? I'm not opting out, and that's yeah. just, that's just at a minimal level because I'm a just your everyday blue collar worker. You got somebody who's talking about, okay. We gonna pay. We paying you. You on. You under contract for at least sixteen, seventeen million a year to play for a season. And then you got. But we'll give you three hundred thousand if you really feel like it's unsafe and you don't want to play. Okay, I'm gonna take right. seventeen million. Honestly, at this point, if they got other people playing, and if this gonna happen, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with my seventeen million. And then too, like you saying, with the the, the alligator mouth thing. You talking all this trash, but you ain't you ain't gonna cash it. You ain't you ain't cashing in on the trash you talking, and you talking too soon. You know what I'm saying? You talking too soon. Now, right. now, oh, I realize how safe the facility is. And no no knock on Odell, but Odell always let his mouth override his action. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And it's like yep. Odell fall back a little bit. You know, a wise man listen what, twice as much as he talk. You know what I'm saying? Like that's why you got two hands in one mouth. Like, come on, Odell. Like, all these things you from the south. You didn't heard all this before, so I, I'm like, be careful. You know what I'm saying? And what you're saying, be just be careful in what you're saying. You know, it ain't no 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 judgment against his character. It's just more so like, dog, just, just get get wiser, bro. Like, be smarter with right. your decisions. If you, don't, you, know what if I'm you don't know what you're speaking. If you don't know what you're speaking, and there's a chance you might go back on something you're saying, don't say it. Right. Like, if you're any doubt, if you're not a hundred percent firm or have all the information you need to say something, then don't say it, bro. And like, I, it, there's no need to even say it. I even take it a step further. You know, they gonna be critical of whatever you say, even if your intentions were good and in what you said, because I don't think necessarily he have a bad point. You know, in some people's eyes, he got a great point, right? I, I don't, I don't think that what he's saying is necessarily a bad point, but my thing is. You know, when you say anything, they gonna break it down and make it seem like it's the worst thing anyway. So, right. be minimal anyway. Right. Be you should be minimal anyway. Yeah. It ain't. It's not gonna mess up your marketability because you are who you are, and people love to see you just because. Right. So, you yeah. just because people want to see what you gonna do. So, just honestly, you could, if you really want like like one of my partners and I'm, I'm, I didn't hit him with three, four sayings and this one, like one of my partners say, words hurt but silence breaks hearts. You go out there and you just produce. You go out there, I ain't saying, I ain't saying shut up and, and catch a ball and then like that. Like I ain't on no stuff like that. I'm just saying like 
I'm just on some stuff like, you know they, they be trying to pick you apart? Don't give them an opportunity to. Kind of go with the beast mode, uh, the beast mode strategy. You know why I'm here. Yeah. You know and my thing here. is, if you really feel, if you really feel that, that, that strongly about it, don't play. You have the option to not play. It's not like, I would have took this point more valid if they were saying you have to play. There's no option. Ain't no option out. You gotta play. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. And they're putting them in unsafe work conditions. But they're giving you the option to not play. And if you're really that concerned about it and you feel like they shouldn't have a season, you won't have to have a season. They they can go, they won't play without you. Right. So, if you don't want to play, you don't have to play, bro. That's as simple as that. I agree, bro. I totally agree. And, and, and I mean, this, 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 and I think, I think we kind of like, unspeakingly or unwrittenly have a rule, like, especially like with, with people that's from our, our area, like, we kind of like, root for them a little different from how we root for other people, or people that we have some type of connection with, that's, you know, due to where they from or whatever like that. So it's like, to me, in my mind, right. I hold them to a higher standard. Not, not because, you know, he Odell, but because you from Louisiana, bro. Like, you represent where we from, where, you know, like. Right. We like, do the same stuff. Exactly. So it's like, you know, like, that's why I, like, I got a lot of high respect for, like, Tyron Matthew. But I was extremely critical of him messing up when he was going and he kept failing drug tests after drug tests. But I'm yeah. extremely proud of the fact of what he's becoming. Now he helping families with rent and all this and stuff during the pandemic. So, like, you got, and I'm not saying Odell not doing nothing good, but it's just. Odell always in the news for the wrong thing, and he kind of put himself in that position too often or whatever. So it's like, okay, Odell, like just chill, bro. Like you ain't gotta say nothing. Yeah, you ain't you ain't gotta say nothing. Nobody, like be cool. Nobody making you do this interview, man. Exactly, exactly. So you know, I, that's that's my only that's my only thing with him, man. I just know he he better than that. And, like, in my mind, well, I hold him to a high I agree level. with a lot of things you say, though. I agree with a lot of those things. But if your actions is not going to back up this stuff you're saying, then it's falling on deaf ears with me. Right. That's just like my job. My job telling me, you know you got to go out in the sun to make this money. But you don't have to go. You can go home. If you want to stay home, then you can stay home. And you'll still have your job. And then I go out in the sun anyway and then complain about being out there. Like, yeah, I don't think it's right that we out there. Right. It, it, we shouldn't have to be out here. Bro, well, they told you you can stay home and you will still have your job. Right. They will even give you a little change to put in your pocket. Right, right. It ain't going to be as much change as if you was working, but we'll give you a little something to just put in your pocket so you wouldn't have to risk your, risk your health or risk right. being in the heat. And then I still go out there and I... I don't get it, bro. I just don't. I don't get it, hey, bro. That's just that's just that's just the you know how how things is with, with this stuff. So we we don't get it, dog. We unqualified sports, bro. <laughs> we, well, we unqualified. That's true. We, we unqualified, unqualified sports. So it is what it is. So just to kind of shift it a little bit, stick, sticking to the receiver thing, Antonio Brown out the blue gets suspended for eight games. Last time we talked about Antonio Brown, last time I was really hearing stuff about Antonio Brown, he wasn't even supposed to be playing in the NFL no more. Like it was, you know, he wasn't going to even be playing. So this was kind of like a pop-up out of nowhere type thing in the sense of, 
all of a sudden he get an eight-game suspension, and you brought up a valid point. So I want you to kind of, you know, kind of lay out your thoughts on that, like this whole suspension thing with Antonio Brown. Yeah, this suspension thing, the thing we've done to get suspended for has, has happened almost a year ago at this point, and they were weighing different options. People were waiting for him to get to his penalty so they could see if they were going to consider signing him. They didn't know if he was going to get suspended for a season, four games, ten games, band. They didn't know who was going on with him. So he's been trying out with different teams in different situations. He's been going back to when he tried out for the Saints at the end of the last season. But now he, he's has officially received the suspension, which lets me know that a, the team has, a team has reached out to the league and trying, probably with interest in signing him, and that's what pushed the league forward to give him his discipline so now teams can know where he stands at as far as when he will be able to play and when he'll be able to get back on the field. The two teams I'm hearing that is the most interested is the Seattle Seahawks and the Baltimore Ravens. So that's what it's looking like it's going to be from this point. We'll see if any other teams decide to get involved. But we know that that's who's interested. I've seen them working out with Russell Wilson in the offseason before this Corona stuff even started. I've seen them working out with Lamar Jackson this offseason before the Corona stuff even started. So that would definitely be the idea of the two teams that would be interested in them if he's spending time with these quarterbacks. Right. So this is just random question came to my mind. If you Antonio Brown, which quarterback you want to play for? Quarterback that I want to play for would probably be Russell Wilson. Okay. Russell would probably be Russell Wilson. But considering the fact that his cousin is already a receiver for the Ravens, and Lamar Jackson is a pretty good quarterback himself, I could see why he would lean more toward the Ravens than Seattle if I already have family, you know, already playing for the Ravens. Right. So I could see. But Russell Wilson is without a, without a shadow of a doubt. The quarterback that I would choose to play for. Oh, and we didn't talk about this in pre-production. I just want to touch on it because it really was a big deal. Did you know that uh, Patrick Mahomes finished fourth in the NFL Top 100? <laughs> Who was the top three? <laughs> Who was the top three play people? Number one, God do for dramatic effect. God start from three. Three was Aaron Donald. Okay. Okay. Two, I wasn't mad at that. I couldn't be mad at that. Two was Russell Wilson, and one was Lamar Jackson. Man, bro. come on, bro. I, I mean... Bro. Bro. Okay. Okay. Bro. <laughs> okay, now... I know I cut you off going with you. Definitely I know did. I cut you off going with you. You definitely did, so... But I forgot. I don't know how I didn't remember to mention that when we was in pre-production, but it was such a big topic, and... When the news broke, all Patrick Mahomes did was tweet a notepad with a pencil on it. Like, I'm writing this down. I'm taking names. Uh, whatever you want to get from it. But he did, he tweeted it right after they made the announcement, so everybody knew it was related to that. Now, I will, uh, I will say that to me, to me, the only person that I could see arguably in a better position just do the pound for pound his position, right? Is Aaron Donald. Yeah. I wouldn't necessarily 
put that's Aaron Donald. That's all I'm going with. Yeah, I wouldn't put Aaron Donald right. before him. But, like, for the position, pound for pound, I'm like, Aaron Donald, okay. Respect. I respect that. Yeah. Russell, Aaron Donald is arguably the best defensive tackle ever. Exactly. Right now. <laughs> exactly. Which is crazy. Yeah. Russell Wilson, I'm a huge Russell Wilson fan. He ain't a stat stuffer, but Russell Wilson just, he's, he's such a great decision maker. Like, yeah. he's so great yeah, at man. it. So, I get it. And he carries his team. Like, he literally have to put up. And you don't really see that often with a with a, uh, with a a football player where they really got to put the whole team on his back. He'll have everybody be injured. You know, they'll have they'll a, pick a fan out the crowd to be a receiver. And he figure out a way to get yep. him the ball. You know, so yep. I, I think it's interesting. I wouldn't I wouldn't disrespect Pat Mahomes like that. But I think it's interesting. But Lamar Jackson no has no right to be above Pat Mahomes. No right. Like, I can't even come up with anything. He just oh, won MVP. Man. That's it. He just won MVP. And he he run the ball. He's a good runner. Like, he not nowhere near the quarterback that that Pat Mahomes is. <laughs> he's not even in the same stratosphere. Like, he's not the quarterback what? that Pat Mahomes is. He's not the player. He's not the football player Pat Mahomes is. He's just more athletic. No. That's it. That is it. Number one. Don't you know Pat Mahomes was number four last year? This man is like, one Super Bowl MVP. <laughs> I can't see. I can't even give him the Lamar Jackson one MVP. That's why he's number one. Because like I said last year, Mahomes was coming out breaking the touchdown record and won MVP, and he was number four. Right. Right. So. Right. So how do you validate him being and he's this year? He won a Super Bowl and a Super Bowl MVP, and he's number four again. Like, oh, we made the shot of five hundred million dollars. Right? It's the it's the Michael Vick <laughs> type effect, though. It's like that flashy, uh, highlight reel type effect that 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 uh, Lamar Jackson give. And it, look, I, it ain't no knock on Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson probably could easily be a top five player in the league. I, I I, ain't, I haven't sit and thought about it. I haven't, so I can't go either way with that. But, but put, to put him over Pat Mahomes, when Pat Mahomes came off a dislocated knee injury, still was efficient this year, and then literally with his legs that they was everybody was scared watching, with his legs carried his team into the Super Bowl and won the, and won the Super Bowl. I, I can't. I can't. Um, I I just can't go with that. Like I can't. I can't. Do, I can't do Pat Mahomes and, uh, with that, bro. So run through his his playoff resume real quick, and then we can get off that and get back to uh, the normal show. Pat Mahomes was down twenty four points in the divisional round, twenty four nothing to Houston Texans. He threw six straight touchdowns. They beat the Texans fifty one to thirty one. <laughs> he was down ten points to the Tennessee Titans in the AFC Championship game. Came back and beat Tennessee by 14. He's down 10 points in the Super Bowl. Came back and had one of the greatest Super Bowl comebacks in recent memory. Like, let's stop playing with this, man. Can For we... real. Because it's on him. It's not. It's on him. I mean, shout right. out to who he got he around is. him. But that's him, though. Because your backup ain't doing that. Jack. Alex Smith couldn't do it before the season before him. It ain't happening. This this crazy, but 
I do have to say about Antonio Brady ain't even that important over just to talk about Antonio Brown so I can speak my mind on it. I did hear he was going to Seattle and potentially he was going to go with Josh Gordon to meet Josh Gordon the bus. Um, one great season. Haven't really produced since. He can't keep his head on right. Uh, he can't focus on football. I ain't going to say he can't keep his head on right because maybe his head on right and that's why he can't focus on football like he should. But as far as being a wide receiver, NFL wide receiver, I don't have too much faith in that no more. Like, I just don't. I, I don't. He didn't show me time after time after time again that, okay, I can look like I'm okay, but I'm not really okay. You know, if that's mentally, if that's just physically or whatever it is, he just not, he not in tune with what he, what we, you know, what our expectations of him is. So, but that that could be a serious receiving call with Metcalf. Um, it could be Metcalf and him and Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett and all that. So that'll be a fire receiving call. Even if you just add Antonio Brown to that receiving call, that's just nice. one. Yeah, you just need one. Yep. So I mean, that, that's gonna be nice. But it is weird that they just out the blue uh, suspend a man like you say. It's because somebody about to get him. But I guess that's yeah. that's fair enough. Um, you know, I I don't know what Antonio Brown did to you know be able to get right back into the league, but. With all the stuff Man, that he was saying. I don't know either. But, hey. He gets so many chances, bro. I mean, that's what they say. Talent. Sometimes they say talent supersede all that all that BS. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he's just that talented. Yeah, that's true. You know, that's so. That's um, So, that, that's going to. That, I mean, that, that basically wraps us up for the NFL. Just a couple little tidbits we got before the end, before we end the show. We got some news about The Rock buying the XFL for $15 million. Bro, how, how do you buy a whole beast for $15 million? I don't know. I, I don't know if it's worth it. How does that even work? XFL doesn't falter again like they did, which it seemed like their season was pretty productive um, as far as like ratings and stuff like that. I'm not sure of the numbers, but it was relevant um, when it was happening because I remember they had players that was like, I think they had a, a yeah. quarterback that was like potential to go into the NFL because he was just tearing up the XFL or whatever. So, he with Carolina. There you go. He with Carolina. Show did, show did. So, yeah, um, he, so yeah. yeah so I mean, maybe, 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 maybe it could be a promising thing. Hopefully, you know, I mean, the Rock, the Rock guy. And the Rock used to play football in college. Yeah, so, he did. He played for Miami. He went to the University of Miami. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. So, yep. so that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, hey, we, hopefully it work out, man. I, you know, shout out to the Rock, bro. Um, nah, we got one more thing we got to discuss before we get off, bro. And we even got to talk about it a little bit. Laughing. Like, you laughing? But, I don't even like the way you laughing. But we got to talk dog. about it, dog, because. It's something that's going to happen that I can't believe it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. So we got Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones. This fight is actually happening. Um, look, I, look, I ain't about to play on nobody. I ain't about to play on nobody, but I'm, I'm going to let you speak on it. And then I'm going to speak on it, and then we're gonna, we gonna, that's going to be that. Well, I have two minutes to say. The exhibition fight is two old men, past five. I'm sure it's still going to be entertaining. But 
from what I heard recently, somebody said they think they're going to be wearing headgear. So if they're wearing headgear, then that changes the dynamic of the fight. It's probably actually more safe that we wear headgear when we're at this age and this stage of your life. Right. You probably can't take, you know, too much of a punishment. But uh, I'm going to go with Mike, man, just because I'm just never going to bet against a man that looked that angry and swing his hands that fast and that hard. So... I got Mike. Yeah, I, like I was telling my partner, it's kind of like a nostalgic thing. It's like playing an old video game or something. It's like, man, I ain't played this in a long time. Like, you know, it's like watching an old movie or something. It's like, damn, like, this, it's crazy that this happened. Because, I, I mean, in, in their primes, we never would have put them against each other because they're not in the same weight class. You know, for technical reasons, they wouldn't fight against each other. Even with, like, age, they probably still wouldn't fight against each other. But they just were two different weight classes. But... I'm gonna say this before I say before I gotta say what I say. Roy Jones Jr. If you talk to some uh, boxing people, you know boxing enthusiasts and people that's like really deep into boxing, they'll some people will say that Roy Jones Jr. pound for pound one of the best boxers of all time. So I ain't taking nothing away from the man. The man could e- easily go up in here and win this fight. I, I, not easily, but he can go and win right. fight. Like it ain't like he just have no chance. So I don't want to put it like he have no chance. But Mike Tyson said this. Excuse my French. You think I'm about to let this man go out here and fucking embarrass me? So that's what Mike Tyson said. And Mike Tyson felt like that. Mike Tyson training to kill this man. I'm gonna eat your children. No, I seen the training video. I'm gonna eat your children. My defense is incredible. You know, like <laughs> Mike, Tyson, Mike Tyson going out there to kill this man, dog. And I mean, I respect that because, especially, especially like to me, like certain sports, it's a certain level of respect you got for your opponent where you're not gonna be disrespecting. But let's just be honest. Right. If I take a, if I didn't put my hand in a glove, like say if I took a glove, shy, and I slapped you with it, I feel disrespectful. You gonna feel feel disrespected. If I put my hand in that glove yeah. and I punch you with it, you gonna feel disrespected. <laughs> so yeah. boxing just one yeah. of those sports where everything that you bring to the game is disrespectful. You putting your hands on it. Is it's disrespectful for you to even get in this ring and think you're gonna put me down. Like so, that's disrespectful. No. So for Mike Tyson to go into it on some stuff like I ain't about to get embarrassed, you ain't about to play me. Like I'm about to, I'm about to try to, I'm about to try to beat the brakes off you. Like, and he fit this plus years old, and he like then got into a really good shape for this fight, and he really training. Look. It's only an eight-round bout. You know, I thought it was going to be a little, maybe a ten-rounder, but it's an eight-round bout. Everybody like if Mike Tyson don't make it past the third round. If Mike Tyson uh, don't knock him out within the first three rounds, they got a chance. Uh, Roy Jones, it do up his chances. But Roy Jones, I'm just be honest. See Roy Jones get knocked out by Mike Tyson is a dream that I've never thought I would have ever had. Because I've like, I've never imagined that. But to see that... Even if it's the other way around, either way, if any one of them, but dang, he ain't about to knock Mike Tyson out. He ain't about to knock he ain't not, If he do, though, unqualified sports. <laughs> Bruh. The best chance I see you got of getting a knockout is like a technical knockout, like a TKO. Like, if he just hit Mike and Mike 
probably tired and not responding and Roy just mixing, then he might stop it. But as far as him like killing him, like just move out, I don't care. And, and Roy right. Jones, he can't be he can't play with Mike Tyson with that old Bob and we put my chin out, see if you gonna you gonna miss it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well he ain't that he ain't that no, he going to sleep. He go home night night. He try anything <laughs> like that. Boy, <laughs> Jones did have a hit though. A hit song though. Y'all must have forgot, y'all. Y'all must have really forgot. Boy, Jones, see, you gonna remind y'all, man. Well, we're gonna see. I ain't bro. picking him at all. I ain't picking him. I might put a big. I might put a hundred dollars on him in Vegas because if you put a hundred on him, you probably win about. 12000 I might go put a hundred on right, Yeah, you mo you might be right. Cause I th- I think everybody leaning towards Mike, but I think it's gonna yeah, be, be interesting, too. dog. But um I mean that that pretty much wraps up the show, bro. Uh you got anything you wanna leave the people with before we go? Alright man, y'all make sure y'all tune in to the one cup in podcast, man. It, it, it's definitely different from this. It's a different side of me. You know. We have fun up here. We have fun over there. Just different, different vibe, man. But it, it, it's a good show. Y'all go check it out for me. Uh, ever you had anything you want to plug? Man, look. Uh, just shout out, shout out to again the So Sassy Sips, man, and shout out to the One Cup in uh, podcast, and just really shout out Thanks, to man. all the people in during this pandemic who once you still living, you still breathing. So shout out to you. You Thanks. still here. Like that's that's a, that's a thing. It's August, and I mean hell. Uh, another thing too, um, you know, blessings and prayers to uh, Lebanon. I don't know if you saw it; they had a huge explosion over there uh, yesterday. Explosion, yeah. Uh, so you know, you know, my, I'm sending a lot of blessings and, and, and good energy over to them to them because I know they they suffering right now with a lot of stuff. Uh, not not just that, but that was huge. So um, shout out to you know, shout out to them, and hopefully you know every day recover you know quickly from that or whatever. Um, but other than that, man, you know, it's unqualified sports. But an unqualified athlete has the most qualified opinions, man. I appreciate y'all.